I want to contemplate together that there is a, an, you call that an art or a skill, which I think this skill is drowning these days. And without that skill, our whole approach to, to self work or self-growth or Yiddishkeit or whatever it is, is under a big question mark. And this is a very, it's a, in a certain way, it's a very simple skill. It's a different, difficult thing to do perhaps, but the, the idea is a very simple idea. We are, let's put it now in a very secular term before we go into Torah, we, may I take that thing off? That's non-functional. That's non-functional. Uh, uh, we are in the in the. Well, let's go first in secular terms before we go into Torah. Yeah? The point is that um, the world we are in has to be able to speak to us. Has to send us messages. The world sends us messages. The person has success. It is not only a fact of success. That's a certain message from the world that you have to work further or have to grow in other area or whatever it is. When a person has a difficulty, this is a message that he has to work on himself. He has to grow. That's the message of the world. Now, in a very secular way, now, very secular way, I want to well, deliberately say, say it first like this in order to understand that there is a problem going on which is a, a intrinsic problem. In a very secular way, the approach to the world that you are able to organize the world according to what you want, this takes away that dimension that the world speaks to you. Then, I have a possibility to do whatever I want. I am, I am uh, I'm rich enough that I can do whatever I want because I have the means. Or when you want to have another, another way of being affluent, that's the internet. I am on the internet and then I can simply uh, blend you out when, you don't find, when I don't find interest in your in your in your in your input or in your being a friend, I simply make a click and you vanish. You know, I try to do it once in a while. I take you and make it doesn't work in reality, but in virtual reality that works. That means I can create my own world. This is an ingredient of affluence. Affluence has this ingredient that an internet is another way of being affluent that you have endless resources that you can organize your world the way you want. But then the world doesn't speak to you anymore because it's only you which are organizing the world the way you want it to be. That's right. So this is a very deep direction which is not existent. The direction of the world has to be a world which tells me something. But out of this Affluence or internet or whatever it will be, we'll, we'll see that. Out of that, I am in a position that I, it's never mind what the world tells me, I will arrange myself according to what I want. And then the whole world 
It's only a question, was I successful to do what I planned to do, or I wasn't successful? And then the whole emuna is a very is a very raw emuna which stays. I had shouted Ishmael, or you have to know that the patch also comes from the Boyoilom. At Kam, that's the emuna. You know these people. They know only two things in Emunah. Siatet Ishmael and Hakol Bidei Shomayim. That's it. No other things involved. You know, there's no other language from the Beroilam. Only he helps you because I, I know what I want. Perhaps you get help that then you can do what you want. Or perhaps he doesn't really let you do what you want. And then you say, Hakol Bidei Shomayim is Gamzule Tova. And that is the whole Emunah. You know that. You know? There's only two things. It's a very rudimentary language. It's like when I would have only two words in English, you know. It would be not such a good speech today. I would say, uh-huh, oh-ho, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh-ho, oh-ho, uh-huh, oh-ho. That's what I say, and you would be half an hour listening. Wouldn't be interesting. That's right. I think the Beroilom also thinks when we have only two words in a Mune, Siatet Ishmael or Gamzule Trova, that is not so pleasant from the, from the Beroilom that we have only two words in our pockets. You know, there's much more language going on. Hashem speaks in a much more sophisticated language than only two words. This comes from the point that a person lives, lives a life in Endless resources, that is affluence. Again, you and I speak over here, especially in Flatbush or in special certain communities, I speak about affluence, you think about money. Affluence doesn't mean money. Affluence means you have endless or non-limited resources. Never mind from what, you know. Uh, when you want a from cousin of the internet, you know, the internet has a very Haredi cousin. It's called Oitzra Chochme. That's a Haredi cousin of the internet. Same thing, you know. It's because you have endless resources of information. And then it's really, you can, you, it's not really what, what does the Rashi speak to you. Do I find somewhere information which will inform me what's the truth? But you don't think. Rashi doesn't speak to you anymore. The Gemara doesn't speak to you anymore. <laughs> So that is all the same ingredient. We live in a world where the world lost language. And this is disastrous for our emuna and for our avoida. It's a disaster. Yeah? And when you go in a, that's, that's the secular way. I mean, when you have a secular problem with that, that means you are, you have your own plan, you have your own. Um, uh, goal when you want you have your own uh, 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 thing which interests you and it's only the question am I able to reach for it with the means which are to my to my disposal or am I not able to reach that goal or that plan to fulfill that plan that's the whole question when you think, now I put that in a very aggressive way, I don't that, I know that, but it's not so aggressive. It's only simply the reality, you know, once in a while the reality is aggressive. But when you think about that, you would also agree that this is not such a deep life. That's not so deep, but to, for, to our amazement, we all are caught in that. 
We are, most people are caught in that way of life, which in the end it's boring. It's only your own Ratsoinus and no more, and the question, are they fulfilled or not? Not such an interesting thing, you know? Yeah, it's not so interesting. It's much more interesting. I don't know whether you join that with me. Perhaps you don't join that. For me, when I say a, a piece of information, a shtikl teurer, you say that, and someone is, ha, is quarreling with me and says, it's not like you say, this is much more interesting than when people nod their, hair, their head. Because I know what I say, I know what's above us, a greise glick, that you also think like me. So, but this I know already, you know. But when you will make, oh no, then that begins to be interesting. And when you are a Talmud Chacham and you say, oh no, that is really interesting because then my world begins to grow and it's different that what, than what I thought. That's an interesting world. We are caught in the most boring place a human being could be caught in. The boring place is called that you have endless resources or unlimited resources and they they make you believe that what you want you can fulfill. And when not, then you say Gamzule Tova, what shall I do? Okay? So I don't think that's so that is so in, uh, intelligent. The point is that is in Torah is the same thing in the Torah. Now that's a difficult thing. That's a more that's more delicate now. That you have to be you have to be careful that you will understand. Uh, I try to express myself, and hopefully I'm able to express myself in the right way, that you don't think that Leuchter is now just now saying something which is full-blown apicursus. I try not to be a apicurus, okay? That would be a fair assumption. I try not to be apicurus, but I try to say what I think is the truth. A lot of times, you, out of a Torah position, don't let the world speak, because you already have your... Pre-assumptions must have to be in a Torah sense. You have your pre-assumptions in a Torah sense. And there it's the same problem. That your pre-assumptions, even though they are based on very holy principles, but your pre-assumptions don't let you see what's really happening. You simply don't see that. Because you only see what you want to see. And you have a good right to want to see that. Because the Chaznish also said like that, and Reb Chaim Kanevsky also said like that, and everyone also said like that. But in that special incident, there is something else going on, and you don't see it. You do not see. And then you are relating to the world in a very streamlined way. And you don't see the richness of emuna and the richness of work and the richness of self-growth which the world presents in front of you. You don't see that. You only see, even in a Torah sense, you only see that the world is there in order to conquer with your Torah. Makes no difference. That means there's a basic ingredient in all of our avoider. It's including Torah. That's why I put the secular thing beforehand. Because in the secular thing, everyone agrees. But when I speak about Torah, then everyone begins to think, nah, now he, now, that, that's, that's dangerous. This is dangerous because, because I, I, I am basing myself on truth. But the truth of Torah is not built in an abstract way. No. The truth of Torah is always built from reality. 
It's built from reality. What is in this reality? What does Torah say? And the reality is a big, when not the main part of what Torah will say. Because Torah relates to all the details of the reality. And not in a general way that you approach the reality and say, Aha! Where we have that, and that's still, that is still realistic for us too, that's in Halacha. When you think about how Halacha is built, which this is the Kodesh HaKadoshim of the Torah, Halacha, that's the Kurdish Akodoshim. So the Asukish Maitza means that you learn the reality according to the Aloha. Yeah? You learn the reality. Asukish Maitza means that you are able to see the reality in a way the Aloha sees. Asukish Maitza I don't want to, again, I don't want to, to put any critique. I want to think together. But the doesn't mean I learn uh, Shabbos till I learn the Kafachaim. That's the, that's like like the Mishnah Brura by us. Till I learn the Kafachaim or till I learn the Mishnah Brura. That's very awkward for me to think like that. So when is the Alibe de Hilches kicking in? Rabbi Kevega, no, that's not Alibe de Hilches. That's Schmeitzer. And the Shachvet does know that's Schmeitzer. That's not Alibe de Hilches. And suddenly. The Mishnah Bura, that's Halibut Hilchas. No, that's also Why? <laughs> because we are holding 200 years later the Halibut Hilchas changed. 200 years ago, Mishnah Bura wasn't written, and the Kafachaim neither. And then the Halibut Schmeitzer was, Halibut Hilchas was the Shach Vetas. But now, because we have a Mishnah Bura, that Schmeitzer, is so spooky, though, yeah? Something doesn't add up over here. No. Asuka Schmeitz, that's still the Mishnebrure. But Alibet Hilchese means that you are able to perceive reality in a way the Gemara wants. Rabbi Loshi was complaining about that. And Rabbi Loshi himself said, we have tons of Avrechim which know the Shulchan by heart. With all the seif cotton and everything, they know everything by heart. But there is nearly none which know how to see the reality the way you have to see it. That's Rav Yoshif. I didn't make it up. Rav Yoshif said that. There are a lot of people which know all the information. But to see the reality in a way you have to see it, even in Halakha, there are not too many people walking around. And in Emunah, for sure. In Emunah, you approach with your Torah principles the world, and then you only see what the Torah says before you saw the world. And you can't discern that over here perhaps things are different. I had such an incident once when I was, when I was, I, I, I got a phone call from someone which has a child which is terribly ill, terribly, a second time, a very grim a very grim uh, diagnosis, and uh, and the uh, chances are slim, very slim, for that child to make it. Okay, that's it. So I had to come and speak to the parents. So that's that's now that's a reality which screams at you. That's right. It's not a reality which speaks. That's like uh, screaming with a megaphone. You know, that's a 
a strong message coming over over here. So what is the message? I know what the message is. I know that it's bitachon, you know, but you don't have to be realistic still. And do the, I prepared myself the whole night before that meeting. I prepared all of my good shtik lachteira. You have to be, be have bitachon, but like the chazanish, and then the reality, however it works, will be also good. And don't be unrealistic, because that's dangerous. And you could be, all these things I prepared over and over again. I, it was a sleepless night that I thought, what can I tell this couple in order to make them more, um, more uh, prepared to have to be talking in the right way? Okay, I arrive at that hospital and I begin to say my nice drosha, which I prepared strongly. You know, it's a question of life over here. It's a question of really helping people. And I prepared that. And they are old Lutwakers. You know how a Litvak works, you know. So they are Litvakers. They both look at me and say, no, that's okay. We are... We know that, you know, that's, that's 100% the way we think. And now all my good munition, which I was able to shoot, you know, all went into the void and nothing went, nothing went to the target. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't able to help over here. I wasn't. And now what do you do now? So what do you do? Then you say, okay, the Hashem will help and it will be okay. No, 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 the job is not over. The job only begins now. You saw that you approached the reality with your assumption, but the assumption was wrong. But the assumption is not wrong. The assumption is 100% right, because that's what the Chazanish says. But in that special incident, that assumption overrides reality and doesn't do anything. You understand that? It overrides the reality, because that was not the point which was difficult. And then I had to begin to listen. I have to listen to the reality. And then I have to be open that perhaps the message which shows up is a different message than what you think. That's a different message. And I spoke to them. That was very interesting. Spoke to them. And then it dawned to me that there's something wrong going on there because both are caring for that child in the same way. And then I said, uh, Rabbi, say something wrong over here, you know? The job of the father is caring for the child. The job of the mother is keeping up the family. You know, there's, uh, there are other children there, and you keep, have to keep them up. <laughs> the family includes also this child, but the job of the mother is keeping up the family. The job of the father is caring for the sick. Yeah? And caring for the sick has a... Uh, has a um, uh, pre- uh, is pre- preference over learning. Yeah, I don't know whether you know that. That has a preference. I know it from Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu, his sister, was sick, he wanted to daven for her. That's right. So could you imagine the Beatle Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu davening for his sister? Could you imagine? That's like you sitting in a cave five years without light, closed, and no light, pitch dark, and you can't learn a word. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu did when he davened for his sister, because the people of Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu is un, un, unimaginable. He davened for his sister. You have to be ready for Nebuah. No, I have now to daven. No time now for Nebuah. I have to daven. So daigah for, for a sick goes before learning Torah. Yeah? Clear? So I have to, so you have to daigah for the sick, but the, the wife has to keep up the family. And then, came out the problem, and then she said, I want it simply to be a tzaddikis, 
that my husband should be able to go and learn the whole day, Kiilu, nothing happened. Yeah? There would be a masmid and go further on with the learning. And that will be the schus for us that perhaps a child will be okay. No, that's wrong. No, that's not listening to what's happening by them. Because the man has an opportunity, mina shomayim, that he would learn that keeping for the sick is more important than learning. That's a big lesson. And you have to learn it. And now you learn it, please. Now you have a wife at Sadekes, which tells the boy Roilom, you want to speak to my husband in a certain way. You didn't take me into the account. I am stronger than you, dear Rebbein Shalom, and I will take away this message. So you think that will be a schus? Huh? Wow. And now when I listen to the people, I saw there's an entirely other problem showing up than Bitochen. You see? But I had first to be ready that my assumption, which I put into the picture, was perhaps not right. And then I have to listen. But you don't want to listen. Because you want to get rid for, of, your, of your nice hashkafat ha-Torah. You say that, you know. your nice, And you say, bitachon, v'im reality, and like the chazanish, and that's unbelievable, and you have a whole single Torah, which is all true. All true, but it's your agenda, not the reality's agenda. The reality speaks something else, but you don't see it. And you think that you were really good at saying your nice word. You are really good, and you are, you go home and say, Ah, oh, I feel I helped them, but you even didn't listen to them. Yeah? When you were once at the Shiva, you know, a Shiva visit, you hear that for sure. Yeah, we're on at the Shiva visit once. Once then you hear that thing that people come and they will say, Gamzula uh, Tova, and everything is okay, and uh, it was a Korban Sibur, and whatever they say, you know. But the guy is in pain. No, what pain was. I have a nice way of saying a nice word of Torah, which explains away the pain. You know, I was coming once to a friend of mine, which his wife passed away and left him with five children. And when I entered the door, he told me, Leuchter, it's a very good thing that you are coming. What's a very good thing that I'm coming? What could be good about that, you know? It's a very bad thing over here, but we're good. So I said, no, it's very good. Because till you come, Everyone which came till now wanted to convince me that something very good happened to me. You will be the first guy which admits that something bad happened to me. <laughs> Rabbi Sai, when this is Judaism, I will quit. I will just walk out. That by me is called Achzorius. But it's Achzorius, which is based on a nice word in Torah, you see. Gamzule Tova. Mamish, unbelievable. Now, I don't have to listen altogether that the other one is in pain. Why should I listen? Why should I relate to him? Why should I learn anything from that guy? Because I have a nice sentence, which is so powerful, that I can explain away the whole reality. We lost our whole Avodat Hashem. Okay? We lost the whole thing. Because you don't let the Borei Olam speak. We don't. 
we make it up ourselves. I know exactly what has to be the same way, a very similar way, the same way we are approaching the world with our affluence. Same thing, you know, when we are affluent with money, we approach the world and say, I will arrange the world according to what I want because I have enough money or I have enough uh, resources. I don't, I arrange the world the way I want. When it doesn't go, then okay, comes Ulitova. So that is what we have. A very poor world we live in. But in the Torah, it's the same thing. We are suffering from a disease. And the disease is we don't let the world speak. We do not. Yeah? We don't let the world speak. That the world should say something to us, should tell us something. We don't let that happen. We want that it should be the way we decide before the things are happening. So that has to be taken care. Because only like this, you'll be able really to help. That was for me a, a, a thing which was very, uh, a very de- demanding, or a, it was a very, even I learned a lot from this couple. I went there with this disastrous situation they are in. I, I thought afterwards myself, uh, you are a silly guy, Leuchter. You are really a, you are, you are an idiot. You know, I was an idiot. Because for sure, the, the point is, in as much as there is a sick person there, in as much there is a, there is a point that the family has to be healthy. You know, you, when you once went through um, your reality, not by yourself, but uh, your, the, the, there are things happening I don't know, perhaps by you not, but by me personally not, that only good things is the same thing. I can't speak afterwards about the good thing, but uh, uh, let's say first on this, um, I don't know we're here, but uh, the way I feel, the, the a human being is like a, a small world, that's right, Olam Katan, a human being. When you think what the world is about, the, the globus, the globus is a whole round which inside is hot lava. The whole thing inside is burning, you know, not livable, not livable. On the outside is a very, very thin layer, which that's where we are standing on. It's approximately like when you have an apple, the thickness of the skin of the apple um, compared to the whole apple, you know, it's like this or even less, you know. So it's a very thin layer. When that we are living, we are, we are, dancing, we are happy, but inside is a fire burning. That's what the world is. Believe me, when I speak to people, I see exactly that thing. From outside, they live very nicely. And I say, Mom, how are you doing? Oh, Hashem. Yom, yom. Everything okay. I'm fine. The happiest man in the world. And when you put your fingers in a little bit, it makes... And the whole volcano of Taurus come out. A whole volcano is coming out, you know? But he has an ability to live on the surface, you know? Bo Hashem, how are you, Bo Hashem? How are you, Bo Hashem? Very nice. Everyone is pleasant to the other one, and you don't have to go into any details, and you smile one to the other. Everyone feels good, far from reality, huh? And you don't want to face reality. Why not? Because I have no clue what to do with it. So what shall I do now? When there's anything bad happening, I have no, no clue how to listen to that. So I prefer to live on the surface, which is as thin as a 
a of a of a, of, a, of an apple, you know. And there I live, and I don't want to dig deeper because who knows what will show up, and I will be very fine and good. You don't have to be a psychologist, okay? Please, you know, you don't have to be a psychologist. You have to be a Jew to do that. Simply Jewish, because the Boreulum puts you in a reality, and he makes no, no mistake. The same thing is true also for the good thing. Today, people, um, I spoke about affluence, and now you heard that Leuchtam Islam is one of those which is bashing affluence. You say, yeah, and you have to give up. No, no, no. I'm not one of, no, no. I think the Boreulum made absolute no mistake when he gave money to a person. The Boreulum doesn't make any mistake, not a millimeter. He does not make any mistake. Gurnisht. But the question is what you do with it. Do you listen to the message? The message of money I have? Hmm. Hawaii. Acapulco. Private jet. That is the message of your avoider? Huh? That is the message of one. Oh, I have to give up everything. That's not the message either. The Meiroyolam didn't make any mistake. No, you may have your money. The question is, where do you grow with that? You're only getting smaller or you get bigger. Are you able to grow with that? Do you want to think what to do with I got that? You know, I have a, a, a curl, I spoke to you. I have a curl for Magidi Shurim, which is a new thing. No one does that in the globe. That they speak about Chinuch. We speak together about Chinuch, Magidi Shurim. And then someone gave me a building. You know, you have to know a person for a long time till he gives you a building. A building, $7 million in Ramot Efeshesh. You know, a nice building, big. And he gives it to you like this. How long do you have to know the guy? You know, five years, ten years, something like this. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. That's it. Ten minutes. After ten minutes, take the building. And now I walk around like a, a, a like a goose, a, a stiff, uh, stuffed goose. You know, you are so fat. And say, the Boreulum was masking with me. Why? I feel so great. That is the message. Verkalacht bist of Yiddish, yeah. That is the message. No, that's not the message. That is a reality which demands something from the person. Once in a while, when you think like this, and you think, do I want really this, um, uh, this unbelievable siate di shvaya? Yeah, I, I, do I want that? For sure you want it. But you, you have to work. Afterwards, you have to work like a madman in order to do something with that. Because it speaks to you that something is wanted from you. No! It speaks to me something very rudimentary, very simple. It speaks to me that the boy Royalum is on my side. <coughs> I have only two words. or That's it. That's your, le- that's your lexicon. That's your dictionary. Only Seattle Schmeier. I had a big Seattle Schmeier. Unbelievable. That's the only thing you see. Seattle Schmeier or Gamzule Toivo. That's it. Only two words. That's the whole Emune. Yeah. You, have, oh, you can make a sentence only two words. Can't be. We have to learn reality. And that has to be fostered. When you would learn, when you would, when you, when you would 
learn how to learn reality. When we would make a, a thinking together, which I won't do now, I only want you to, there are ways to do that. There are ways that you are able to learn the reality, to learn to listen to the reality in a much more sophisticated way than only Shmaya or Gamzula Toivo. There are ways to do that. But when you would be educated to that, and that can be educated since childhood. I remember my children, when I was sitting at the table on Shabbos, we always spoke around these things. That was that what our our discussion was at the Shabbos table. And I remember there was one day I had uh, eight children or something like this, and they were small, and then there, there was one had a, sp- a split ankle, and the other one had a, had a pneumonia or something like this, and the other one something with an ear. There were three or four children at the same time which had something, and they went to sleep, and they heard them, they were, they were less than bas mitzvah, bar mitzvah, and they heard them speaking together, and one said, Perhaps let's check the mezuzahs. And then the other one said, Our father will let check the mezuzahs the whole year round. Only now he will not let that. Because now our father will tell us, We have to think, What does the Bereulam want from us? That's what the children said. You can create that with the children. You can create that with your spouse. That was by me in my home. The biggest source of Shalom Bais was this. Because what does the Boyerolum want from us when we faced a difficulty or when we faced a good thing or when we faced all the... What does the Boyerolum want from us? But not only, ah, oh, that's Gamzula Teuva. That's a very poor discussion by the breakfast table, you know. Then, no, I spoke, we spoke together and thought together what could be, what is wanted, yeah? What is the educational thing in that? So that is a whole thing which we would have, have to discuss. I will not do it now. That will take till 3 o'clock in the morning and you will fall asleep. You told me that, yeah? <laughs> so, so, uh, so, uh, so I know I won't do that now. But... We have to do something about that. You see, it is a state we are in where one of the main points of our avoider and of our amune is lacking. Because our avoider is only based on what is written and what is there in Torah, not what's in reality. And then you pressurize yourself and then you make the wrong decisions. That, well, let's say Avodah, you know, I want to daven, I want to say the prayer and having Kavanah. It's a fair quest. That's all right. It's difficult because the head always walks away, you know. And the head already was, went, goes away. So what shall I do with that? How do you approach it? Oh, very simple. I just pressurize myself. I will now have Kavana. And then you do that. And because you pressurize your head, it will walk away further. That's the nature of the head. And then you say, I didn't do it enough. And you put more pressure. And then it gets less. And then you put more pressure. And then it gets less. And in the end, you nearly drive yourself mishuge. Because you don't listen to the reality. You have no clue even what works in reality to be concentrated. What works in reality when you speak with the other. Why don't you space out? Why I'm not spacing uh, out now? And I w- <laughs> will say it Russia like this. Why not? Why am I concentrated? Because I'm ashamed of you? No. I have no yetzer to do it. So why in the world, in the Shmon you say, Boch Ato Eloke Why? Why do you do that? 
What's the difference? You never thought. You never thought about the reality which happens to you. You never thought about that. What does that speak to you? How do you measure up with that reality? Yeah? How do you measure up with that reality? What, how do you do that? You never thought about that. And then you only pressurize yourself and you will put yourself in a pressure cooker and then that's not healthy. You will be not healthy afterwards. No. You have to mainly listen to the reality and think, how can I learn that reality? Because there are incidents where I don't lose my concentration. Yeah? I don't lose... Uh, excuse me, perhaps... Perhaps when you would say a drosh over here, so in the middle where you would space out, I think that's a very bad sign for your psychological health. Yeah? You shouldn't do that. Because when you say a drosh, you say it from the beginning till the end and you know what you say. So why is one or not? I'll say a drosh to the boy Roilom. Boch ato Hashem, elekeinu, elekei avoshenu, elekei avorom, elekei yitzchuk. I say a drosh to the boy Roilom, why not? I won't space out. Yeah, no, don't say a drosh to the boy Roilom. There's no one listening. Oh, wow. No, there's someone listening. I say it, Roshet, to the Beiroilom. No, no, I have to do and I have to. Perhaps that will help, or this will help. You have no clue what you should do. Absolutely no. Why? Big part is that you never learned the reality. You never learned what's going on with you in your states where you can concentrate, and the saints you can't. You never learned that. Your own reality is alien to you. So that has to change, and then you can't work. You can have an Avodah Hashem, which is rich. You can have a Emunah, which is rich. And you have a normal approach to other people, and you are able to help them. That's what is needed. Yeah? We have to do something about that. I only came to be Be'er the Tzibur. Something has to be done in that direction. We can't go further on like this. We can't. And you have to know that this could be an answer partially on this terrible problem of internet we have. Because the internet is the, uh, the um, manifestation, yeah? yeah, the manifestation of a way of life which nothing speaks to you. Nothing. Gurnisht. Nothing. When you, when, you, when you think over, that is a manifestation of such a state of life. Nothing speaks to you. Everything is controllable. Only you decide what should be. Nothing speaks to you. Eh? Nothing. So that's a terrible way of life. A terrible shallow. A terrible unsophisticated. A terrible um, uh, diminishing way of life we are living. When we would teach ourselves that the world is the most interesting place. And Adarabe, the resistance of the world speaks to you the resistance of the world the world which is not going according to what you want speaks to you we would have a good step forward in that grassing epidemic which goes around of technology and not only this answer technology can't be and we all know that magically I don't know how it is over here in the Sfaradi community you got the film from the Chafetz Chaim at the time when he walked in Vienna? Yes. yes. How did you get it? With a dove through the window, brought it, or you got it through some technology. No? And suddenly the, all of the Haredi Tzibo had access to technology to see the film of the Chofetz Chaim. Huh? Why do we lie to ourselves? 
Why do we do that? Because we don't know what to do with reality. Huh? We don't know. But when we would be able to deal with the reality and say, the reality which puts up a resistance makes life more interesting and makes life more growing, we, believe me, we would solve a big part of that idiotic problem which is called technology. A big part of it. I don't tell you we would solve the whole thing, but we would solve a big part. Because when you know what's the problem, a big part of the problem is that, that you live in an only controllable world. And you're addicted to control the world. You're not addicted to bad pictures. That is, when you want bad pictures, you can control the world, that it shows you only bad pictures. But that's not the the essence of the problem. The essence of the problem is you live in a controllable world. And when you are interested in, in uh, meteorology, then you will know what is, the, what is the weather in Singapore and in Neufundland or what is in the Falkland Islands and wh wherever you want. And it's at the same nonsense. It's, this, you know, it's, it's, it's all this availability which kills you. I don't want to live in a world which everything, everything is available. No, I don't want. Because I want to grow. I want Hashem to be able to educate me. I want to be educated. Yeah? I want to grow through that education where something happens which is not going according to what I want. Yeah? By the good side too. I hope that I, I told I, I explained that right. By the good side too, it's also not what you want. When you think one millimeter deeper, you see the good side is also not what you want, because you don't want to work with that. You want to enjoy it, but you don't want to work with it. But the point is you have to work, and then suddenly you say, no, I can't work with that. So that is our work we have. From the good side, I want to tell you, that happened to once, it said, not to me, to a friend of mine, and now you would say exactly, you will, everyone will think like this. I had a friend which got in one day, not inherited, no one died, but for a certain reason, and not the lottery, he got a $300 million. You know, and then he cried in front of me, I don't want that. I don't want this responsibility. And now, by every one of you said, okay, he didn't want it, but give it to me. I will, because you, you, you don't want to work. When you would only want to work a little bit, you will immediately understand you don't want that thing. You don't want that. No, no one normal person wants that. Why should I want that? I have such a huge responsibility. I have to cease learning. I have to tiger for the stalkers. I have to be responsible. I have to. I, I, I will be day and night bombarded with questions and requests for all the tragedies tragedies in the world. I, I, I won't, don't want that life. But when I tell you that. Every single time I tell this story, which is definitely true, every single time I tell that story, there are people, and most of you think like this, a few utter that in word, and say, you know what, I would be very happy he could interchange with me, I would take the $300 million. It's only because you don't know what that means to work, and to understand that what you get has to be worked with. And then you wouldn't want it. No, no normal person wants that thing, you know. That's <laughs> You don't want such a responsibility. Okay? So this is only to show you how the world speaks to you. Okay? But we lose that point. 
We only have the, the Torah telling us what's be, what, what has to be and not the world. Or we have our endless, resp- uh, endless resources and our retainers telling us what has to be and the world can't speak to us anymore. And we lose a major part of our Avodat Hashem. A major part. I don't tell you the whole thing. I don't want to be so extreme. But it is a major part. I think much more than 50%. Which we lose. And that has to be restored. And believe me, I don't want to go in a think tank or think like this. Because that will not work. But believe me, my own opinion is that when we would be able to be working on that, then a good part of the problem of technology would be solved. Okay, and that's one of the things we all of the Haredi Tzibur is really yearning for. That we want, that this thing shouldn't kill us, you know. But when you don't let the world speak to us, that thing will kill us. That will, yeah. Because you can't escape that grip of these endless resources. Okay, that's what I wanted to tell you. Hopefully that was interesting for you. Whenever, now it was, whenever you have questions or things like this, you can ask questions. It's late. It's nearly 11, you know. That's really late. Not yet 3 o'clock in the morning. It's nearly 11. Whenever you have a question, you can ask a question. Or you can stop here. And that's it. I'm fine. Okay? We say that. We are finishing. Yeah, we are finishing. No, it's good. Sei gesund. Atkan. Sei gesund.